0: Hello, hello. You found us again on Boomerangs. This is Ruth. And this is Mike. We have some rather heavy topics to discuss today, and we have some lighter ones. (laughs) The heavier ones have to do with Afghanistan and the California recall election for Gavin Newsom. The lighter ones have to do with my experience trying to watch Annette, which is an independent film that was lauded at the Cannes Film Festival. And you watched... I
1: watched Nine Perfect Strangers, episode Nine one. Perfect
0: Strangers. And I delved more into Ted Lasso, and I'll oh. go into that a bit. The one thing that we discussed not talking about as far as Afghanistan is concerned is what everybody is talking about having to do with the agonizing evacuation of the Americans and people who were working discreetly, the translators, etc. What we really wanted to talk about was how we had a 20-year war without knowing that we were in a war half the time.
1: It's just so weird to me. I understand the dynamic of republicans they hate biden because they hate losing and they're republicans and i get that because i'm the same way i'm on my side as a democrat but they're suddenly so up in arms No, i don't mean to minimize that people have been hurt and killed in this effort to get people out and yes there's been i i don't know how many deaths 20 or something i don't mean to minimize that at all but everyone including me everyone suddenly cared about afghanistan
0: I cared about Afghanis, suddenly cared about the people. I cared about them,
1: cared about our forces, cared about the war effort, cared about our presence there, cared about our reputation, Liz Cheney's all up in arms about how we bungled this military effort. But where have we been as, I hate to use the word normal, but we're kind of mainstream Americans. We may have a political leaning towards a progressive side, but we kind of participate in the mass culture. Yes, we're aware. But we're not that woke. Because if we
0: were, we would have known what's going on
1: for the last 20 years.
0: Well, I've been following it a little bit. I Mostly because of the women's situation. Right. And how they have come such a long way from where they were under the Taliban. Mm-hmm. That's right. There was
1: a big shift there.
0: There really was.
1: I'm learning about that now. Because, yeah. Because uh, the for women that are talking about the sadness of losing that.
0: And they will. Yeah. No doubt they they will. They They have already. already. I was aware of these negotiations that were going on because I happened to read about it and that the Americans were meeting with the Taliban and excluding the Afghan government. Mm -hmm. So there was that, which was very strange. Right. The Taliban and the Afghan government never met, as far as I know. They didn't meet each other. The United States negotiated with the Taliban and right. Mike Pompeo took a photograph of himself with I want to say Badadar.
1: Yeah, that sounds
0: right. Is that sound right? Okay, with him at the conclusion of the negotiations. There was no peace negotiation because we were just negotiating to get out of there.
1: I just think it's so weird that here we are being boomerangsters. I remember <laughs> in during Vietnam, it was on the news every night.
0: Every you know, night.
1: In terms of American lives lost, it was, yes. there was much more drama involved. And the draft was, that's the big difference. The draft was happening. So it did affect people. Yes, And this one, unfortunately, affected mostly, probably, economically disadvantaged people who took to the military as a way to have a career and a job and a living.
0: And the draft is the key piece of what was missing from this war.
1: If there had been a draft, this would have ended. It probably wouldn't have even started. And if it started, it would have ended much more quickly because people wouldn't put up with that. They they wouldn't
0: because the way it was categorized, it was sold to us as a war on terror, which is a ridiculous phrase in and of itself because terror is not a thing, it's a feeling. But we didn't have a war against an actual known enemy. I mean, it was so complicated. We went to war to get Osama bin Laden. Mm-hmm. We did not get him, but I heard today that the Taliban had agreed to surrender to the Americans in December of 2001, because hmm. I think we went to war in November of 2001.
1: Wow, that was quick. We, we really
0: quick, because Bush got the authorization from the Congress mm-hmm. three days after mm-hmm. September 11th, Yeah, and we mobilized. Oh, that's right, and
1: everyone except Barbara Lee voted.
0: Everyone except Barbara Lee, yeah. which is amazing. Well, here's my concern that we're going to have a Benghazi about Afghanistan. If the conservatives gain power, get yeah. the house back, they will be dragging Joe Biden into those talks oh, again yeah. and again and again. Yeah. That is my real fear about it is that it's going to be all Afghanistan all the time.
1: Oh yeah after 2022
0: if they win if the they house win back. the house back yeah, it, yeah. Will be.
1: it will be one little ray of sunshine on the political front i saw today was that there's a race happening i forget where it is not the governor's race in virginia but it's a local congressional race what the article pointed out was that the issues coming up that people are asking about when they do debates and stuff these two candidates nobody's asking about the war they're all talking about the economy and oh, infrastructure and domestic think, stuff. Yeah. So I do think Republicans risk overestimating how important where is. this is on people's priority. Yes, list,
0: I know? think that's right. Because as soon as this concludes this phase of it, it will fade. And that's why the Republicans and then are going want to it.
1: You don't want to spend a trillion on infrastructure. We just saved you more than that by getting out of Afghanistan.
0: That's you know. That's so you'd rather point. spend it there,
1: but you don't want to spend it here. That's
0: a good point. I don't know what more there is to say about what can happen because it's just going to unfold however it's going to unfold. Mm-hmm. Not to, because we'll get down that rabbit yeah. hole and That's everybody else's rabbit that's, hole to get down. Yes, the New York Times has that covered. <laughs> <laughs> so the recall election. Oh, yeah. Hello. I voted. Okay, so for those who don't live in California, who are listening to us, here's the way it goes. If Newsom does not get 50% of voters saying No, do not recall him. If the no's aren't 50%, then whoever, I mean, it could be the guy with the bear, whoever gets the most votes
1: out of those 30, 46
0: people. Including Caitlyn Jenner. Right. And Angeline. Right. Who's on the ballot. Oh, God. And Larry Elder, mm-hmm. this crazy libertarian who believes that immigrants should be microchipped mm-hmm. and women should never have abortions. Mm-hmm. And
1: and the minimum wage should be zero. Should be zero. Yes. And there should be no gun laws whatsoever. Exactly.
0: He's just a really out there looney tune guy. And he's and now he's pulling popular. it 20, 20%. 20%. Mm-hmm. So, as Chemerinsky pointed out, In no other circumstance, is there a place where the person who gets the most votes doesn't become the candidate? So if Gavin Newsom gets 49% of the vote and Larry Elder gets 10% of the vote and he's the most popular candidate, then the person with 10% of the vote becomes governor. governor. Yeah, that's crazy. And also it's costing $267 million to mm-hmm. have this recall election, mm-hmm. which is really horrifying. Yeah. And the reason that this can happen is because way back when somebody in California said, we should be able to have a recall if 12% of the population signs... a petition. That's what happened. And Yavin Newsom screwed himself by having that goddamn dinner at the French Laundry oh. right on the same weekend when the judge was was going to decide whether or not to give more time to the people who were collecting signatures okay. for the recall. Mm-hmm. And that's what I know about Yeah, no, it's crazy. I hope that 50% say no.
1: But I mean, if that scenario plays out, it's going to be weird. He won't. Well, we said Trump wouldn't be considered legitimate, but he was. So if Larry Elder becomes governor with, say, even thirty percent of the vote, and forty-five percent say keep Gavin Newsom, well, something's wrong there. It's going yes, to be interesting.
0: It's, it's very that wrong. Plays out.
1: I don't know. I almost feel like make my day, like do it and watch the state fall apart.
0: The only saving grace is that we would then be a year away from the actual election, the next, one. The, the next election. Yeah. But look at what Trump did in four years. Exactly. And if Diane Feinstein either wants to follow her husband to become an ambassador somewhere in yeah. in the world yeah. or retires right. or dies. Right. Then Elder could
1: appoint.
0: He could appoint and then we'd oh. lose the Senate.
1: Oh God. So it's very <laughs>
0: dire. Oh my God. And we all said Trump couldn't get elected and he was. Yeah,
1: I know. But maybe at least there We hopefully maybe learned our lesson and people will be mobilized to vote.
0: I think that the concern is the Republicans are very motivated to get out the vote because they want to get rid of Gavin Newsom. And a lot of, you know, a lot of people who voted for Newsom are not that thrilled with him either. I'm not a big
1: fan of his. I think he's been handling COVID really well.
0: Yeah, the homeless situation Mm -hmm. is still horrible and getting worse. And a lot of people think he's just a good looking guy in a suit who's not really doing anything. Mm. I think he's shown some leadership skills. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's been exemplary by any stretch. But because the enthusiasm is on the Republican side, and because Democrats just look at this and say, there's no way a Republican is going to get elected. right? And they don't understand the numbers. Uh We could lose just by not showing up at the polls right
1: well i hope that the democratic machine in the state is doing what it's supposed to do to mobilize people to
0: vote well thank god they are mail-in ballots that's yeah. all i can say because everybody will get a ballot right and they don't have to go to the voting booth right. and, and show up right. because i think we would be in even more serious shape yeah. if that were the case but it's crazy so
1: the when's the election Se- september 14th or yes. something like
0: that 14th yeah well, we shall see. I've made out my ballot and yeah, I will be me too. sending it in tomorrow. Good. I guess that's all there is to say about Gavin Newsom. So did you want to talk about Nine Perfect Strangers? Oh, yeah.
1: They were talking about it on NPR. And so I thought I'd finished White Lotus. So I was ready for something new. I'm not the hugest Nicole Kidman fan, but it sounded kind of interesting it's a david kelly thing and And it's on hulu he
0: did big little lies for hbo right
1: now was she involved in that also she was she was one of the
0: actresses in it she might have been a producer okay
1: it's got a lot that works for me because it's about a wellness retreat in northern california so it it's like shades of Esalen. esalen yeah It's a little bit like White Lotus in the sense that you meet this little circle of people and they're mostly white people who are coming here and they make the point that it's super expensive. But this one couple are school teachers, but they got some kind of special deal or something. It's a wellness retreat in the country, high end, luxurious infinity pools, all kinds of scrubs and rubs and everything you could possibly want. And they promise to transform you. And so I like that right away because I have bought into that whole idea. And and what's fun is you see, this is a very American idea. Well, it's an upper class white American idea of I'm not okay. I need to be transformed into something new and better. There's something better out there. So you get to meet these characters, and they're coming in, and it's fun, and the characters are well-drawn and well-acted, and Melissa McCarthy is one of them. Oh,
0: right. Yeah,
1: and she is great, as you would expect. She's funny the way she always is, but she's also in this more serious scene. She really holds her own. This is just the first episode, so it's just really exposition, and you get to meet the directress of the place, who is this mysterious, overbearing, but very ethereal Russian woman played by Nicole Kidman. Oh. Yeah.
0: Oh, she does a Russian accent really well.
1: It's a very faint one, but it's there. But what you do get to see in episode one right away is there's going to be trouble. Because
0: oh. Well, we know from
1: White Lotus that those yeah, those situations those, always I, felt when trouble. they go to paradise to, to be <laughs> transformed it's like there's there's trouble ensues. By the end I was a little less pulled in because it seemed I hope there are surprises because by the end of episode 1 it starts to look formulaic. It starts to look like okay, so this is a story of the transformation industry the wellness industry abusing the very people that it preys upon and takes their money and listen mccarthy makes a joke or two about s and we'll see by the end of the episode i was less enthused because it seems predictable but maybe they're making it look predictable on purpose in order to set up a surprise later on
0: david kelly did an amazing job with big little lies yeah it was so bingeable right and it was only on once a week he really left you hanging on every episode I would put my money in his basket. It'll pay off, maybe. But you don't get we'll one out of the park every it's single time. It's based on a book,
1: so you know, I could yes. always read the book.
0: And I think it's based on a book that's by the same author of Big Little Lies. Oh, yes, that's true. So maybe that was what drew him to mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Did you watch Big Little Lies? No. Oh, it's really, really good. Even though it's now a few seasons old. It really was, boy, it was a nail biter. Okay. And it's a mystery and there's, and it's like this idyllic little town in Northern California. Oh, that's
1: what this is like. Oh, so same
0: environment. Interesting. I tried to watch something called Annette, a feature film that's an independent by a French director whose name I cannot pronounce, but he got Adam Driver and Marianne Cotillard to be in his movie. And it got so much press because there was one scene where Adam Driver is singing while performing oral sex on Marianne Cotillard. Oh God, he's not singing Being Alive, I hope. (laughs) Didn't you like his Until being he, alive? Yes,
1: but I don't want to see repeat it.
0: No, it's, oh, oh, so this movie is based on a screenplay written by Sparks. Do you know the Sparks Brothers? No. They're this idiosyncratic duo. Okay. And they're in their 70s now, but they have sort of a cult following. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever listened to Bookworm... Bookworm, we are all bookworms. Oh, oh da, yeah. Da, da, da. That sparks. Okay. So that's what a lot of their music sounds like. Okay. And it's just a mess. I mean, it's such a big mess. <laughs> it's one of those things where it got like a 15-minute standing ovation in France. But it's jagged and parts don't fit together. Mm -hmm. And like Adam Driver, who I love, is being told that he's the most amazing comedian that ever lived. And then you see his show, like we were talking about in Hacks. This time you see a show and it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. (laughs) So I don't know. I said I was going to give myself 45 minutes to decide whether to watch the rest of it. And I I didn't even make it 25 minutes. I just couldn't. Mm. I pulled out. Wow. I could not watch it. Then I turned to Ted Lasso. Oh, yeah. Which is the nice little warm bath Mm -hmm. that I've discovered on Apple TV. And when I watched the first episode, I reported here that it was fine. It wasn't anything that I was deeply moved by. Mm -hmm. It seemed okay, but. Everybody but everybody that I trust told me I had to watch it, including Catherine. Wow. And this is about soccer in the UK. Yeah,
1: I watched episode one.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I just stuck with it, and I'm Mm. really, really glad that I did. Okay. Because he comes down a bit. He is a little bit too much of a sunshine boy. Right. And he brings it down a little bit, and then the people around him are really fully fleshed out. Okay. Because he's in the middle of it, it's just got so much heart Mm -hmm. and so much goodwill. Mm -hmm. And when there isn't goodwill, he wants to impose it you know they're the villains of the piece who are kind of right but even the villains are fully fleshed out Mm -hmm. well not fully fleshed but they they will be I mean you can tell that they're they're on a road to make these people actually flesh and blood and not just right cartoon uh, yes gnashing their teeth and twirling their mustaches Mm -hmm. I really have to say I'm smitten well I'm
1: going to forge head into it if I decide to buy an Apple subscription but I got to watch the first one for free on Apple and from the first one I was were you underwhelmed I, I liked Sadekis, I thought he was really good. I think I got judgmental about Bill Lawrence when I saw his name on the front. He'd done Spin City and Oh, the creator? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I find his stuff very heteronormative and jock-ish. Not Chuck Itch. Okay. Chuck <laughs> itch Yeah. But, uh, people whose opinions I pretty much respect have said it's worth sticking with, that it gets good. So I'm going to stick with it. You know, he's been around for decades now, Bill Lawrence, so he could have mellowed and become more. Uh, more yeah. Uh,
0: the idea of this, a lot of it's pinned on the fact that his wife is not there and they're having oh, yeah. problems oh, or right. issues. But and he's
1: so sunny that he won't even acknowledge they have problems.
0: And he's so sunny <laughs> that it drives her crazy. Oh, yeah. It just oh, makes her nuts. Oh, then
1: that's that gives me something to look forward yeah
0: it's just like his optimism is grating so
1: he deals with the uh discomfort of being around someone that, that optimistic
0: okay cool yeah okay It's a little ephemeral, what is so compelling about Mm -hmm. this thing, except that he is up against everybody. Mm -hmm. Nobody believes in him. Yeah. His team doesn't believe in him. The team owner doesn't believe in him. Yeah. You even get the feeling that his coach doesn't believe in him. And everybody in England who is a fan of the franchise hates him. Yeah. All they do is call him wanker on the street. Wanker, wanker, wanker. And he deals with it. He is a cockeyed optimist. Well, it is time to say goodbye to our boomer friends. Okay. So we will speak to you again in a week. And in the ensuing days, stay safe. So long, boomers. Bye-bye.